This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Yes, our, our, our lovely audience. Sarah is down in South Louisiana worshiping Bacchus. Yes. She's at, she's down there during the Mardi Gras season. Of course, next we week. Took, yeah, annual trip to go down there and to celebrate our various gods um, <laughs> of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's so interesting because you know I'm more of a I'm, I'm, of Louisiana. Exactly, I'm, I'm more of a of a fan of the Greek the Greeks than I was ancient Romans. And they would have called it Dionysus. Bacchus is that's the Roman Dionysus, if I'm not mistaken. Is that Dionysus or Dionysus? I always say Dionysus, but you know, how does anybody ever know that? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You can't. They don't have recordings from no. ancient. I think you could probably cut down a tree and find a recording. Yeah, probably so. But but um, no, who knows? So I don't worry about getting their names exactly right. They know, they're not going to come back and haunt me, I don't think. Hopefully but, not. By the way, remember we were trying to fight, figure out how to say it. Was it Marcion or Marcion? Yeah. It's not. It's Martian. Martian? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So now we can talk about Elon Musk. All right. Yeah. Jeff and I were arguing about how to pronounce it. Both of us had it wrong. Both of you were like, I should really appreciate that. Uh, how long did you argue about it? Oh, it, 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was an hour long. It's the entire podcast. It's just about that. Okay. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about John Kerry and the Swift Boats, correct? No. Yeah. Got, wait. Yes. Oh, wait. All right. Wait. All right. I want to know this. Were the Swift Goat Boat guys right, or was John Kerry? Swift Boat guys. That would be my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's a whole different story. Well, I guess we all agree, time. so we can just end this podcast. Well, now. I mean, I, I guess that's the case, but I mean, what, you know, what's the yeah. evidence? The evidence, first of all, is that he was claiming he was in a unit where the people that were in that unit have pictures together, and he's never there. Right. And yeah, he has a picture by a swift boat. Well, yeah, because he did have something to do with them. He just wasn't on them. And he wasn't with that unit or. Yeah. And never took pictures. Oh, they took pictures over and over again. And of course, he's never in it. Yeah. And many of those people in that unit said, no, he wouldn't. Yeah. Interesting thing. I haven't followed up on it. See how it ultimately ended up. Of course, the press took John Kerry's side. I um, gave him a big plane to fly around in and blew there. <laughs> I think he exists sometimes. Actually, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people yeah. do. You're not alone. I, I think yeah. the conspiracy is: Do you have to be a, a, a serial liar to be a nominee of Democrats to the? Uh, yes. <laughs> we'll get more into that in a minute. <laughs> Is that even conspiracy? I think that whenever you actually fill out the application, you have to check off. Uh, Can you lie convincingly? Yeah. And they, they all say no when they put that on there. I agree. With check that's off. a lie. 
I, I agree with Chekhov that there's nothing better than a long and lustrous winter. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, we have gotten so far off. Is topic. it Groundhog Day? It is Groundhog Day, ladies it and gentlemen. It is Groundhog Day. Yay. So you're going to hear this over and over and over again <laughs> until we get it right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So we're not really talking about. Yeah, Glenn is in hell right now because he's gonna have to podcast over and over Over and over (laughs) and over. I'll keep waking up at five a.m. driving over here for over and over until I get it right. Anyway, welcome to the James Perspective again. Again. You know, you, you guys played a dirty trick on me. Usually, I, you guys are the ones who correct my topic, and you're making me do it. <laughs> yeah, that's to break you of it. Anyway, <laughs> so we're here to talk about Taylor Swift boat. We're to, here to talk about Taylor Swift. And Travis House. Well, yes, that's part of it. Absolutely. And this... Um, they say it's a rumor, but I'm going to go, since it's Conspiracy Friday, this is true conspiracy, that she is a CIA asset. A CIA ass? asset? Asset. In other words, they've, they're have they using her to uh, affect the election because of her incredible influence with a demographic that normally does not vote and now is registering and voting dead people well no they're not dead they're young ladies who are single uh, primarily and uh, they have uh, registered to vote because Taylor Swift said here's how you get to register to vote and tweeted it out yep. 68 it was like this websites that she used had 150,000 hits immediately after she tweeted it, which was to register to vote. Uh, so basically that was her beginning the stage of uh, flipping the switch to turn on the, the Taylor Swift army, and now they're ready to attack. Yes. I, I guess, you know, I need to take a step back. I really don't know much about her, except to tell you that if you really look closely at her, she's not very pretty. Now, if you look at her in a a particular light, she's attractive, but you can't depend on that light. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I'm going to disagree with James on this. That I realize she's not um, super sexy or anything like that. But that's part of why the CIA wants her. How old is she? Thirty. She's like early thirty. Early, yeah, early thirties. I think. Yeah, thirty. Cool. Image is Katie. Oh, I'm sorry. I just told everybody Katie's age. Oh, okay. 34. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there you go. We got that. Okay. Well, she outlived Jesus. There, there, that yeah, true. that's true. And Kirk and, and Alexander the Great. Well, yeah. okay. See, so she started, see how that's tying together, James? Anyways. Did she start, didn't she start out, something? did I hear Doc or somebody say she started out in country? Oh, yeah. She, uh, she, she did start off in country, and that is something that I will completely uh, uh, get behind. Is that she? Um, she was not a country singer ever, not ever. But like, she, she was in the country western music, music genre for a while. That's fake, yeah. 
Yeah, like her accent, you can just tell it's a it's like somebody just faking a, a southern accent. It's horrible. And um and so it was kind of funny. I remember whenever she switched to pop and people were so confused that it was happening and I wasn't even I didn't care about Taylor Swift back then. Like I didn't listen to any of her music and I was like, Are we surprised? Because look at her and just you can tell she's not a country singer. Okay, now when she was a country singer, did she was she successful? Yes. yes. That's why she okay. I think that was her um that like that was her scheming that you can like actually see see is I think it's easier to break into the country scene but she wanted to be in the pop scene and it's not easy for a white girl songwriter to get into the pop scene but it's easy for the country because she's she is a um, she she writes her own music, and so she's really like a poet at heart. But the way that she writes is more of a country style; it's more narrative, and that doesn't fit with the typical pop stuff that we're looking for these days. And so, by breaking into country, which is easier, and getting a, a following, she was able to start her career. Um, I guess with like all the without the battle of the pop stuff. Yeah. Are you, are you saying that she was successful in country because the because they're accepting of of young white women better, or because the the women in country suck and it's easier to compete? It's probably because they're more accepting of young white women. Okay, and yeah, I go with the first. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't think country sucks, but I don't think it's all that great. So if you're able to write some songs that kind of stand out some, like she did, then, yeah. You know, okay, well, uh, so my my next question um, is, was she uh, unplugged or was she kind of music? Was she singing music or was she big show even then? She just <clears throat> kept getting bigger no, and no, bigger. No, 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 no. I want to know what kind of performance she had. Oh, when. she liked performance. I didn't know her then, but anyway. Yeah, okay. You're talking about her country days? Yeah, so I mean, was she doing an unplugged type thing? Would she get up and try to show her talent? Or was she was she veiling it with all that lights and stuff in the beginning? It was a it was a combo. I mean, because her, her music, like the actual songs were very good. Like the, um, the writing of it. And I don't know, she would just go in there wearing a glitzy dress with a guitar. Now, I do know that she toured a lot before. So Katie actually saw her before she became famous. She was at some kind of concert for a guy, and Taylor Swift opened it. And I think that she would just get on stage with her guitar and just kind of play the guitar and sing her song. Um, But then she starts wearing, like, these taller boots. Like, whenever I say tall, they were short boots, but they were, like, you know, they were not serious hats. And um, these glitzy dresses with her guitar. And so it really wasn't too much of a show, except for that one time that she did the rain thing. Did she ever appear with Conway Twitty? No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. So, so what I guess I'm getting at, does she ever hang around with Rebat McIntyre and all those kinds, or was she still hang around? I don't know. She was new. Adjacent, yes. Yeah, like and, and, the they time. Were, and they were acknowledging her. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they acknowledge her as a very talented songwriter. Yes. Okay. Okay. I am too. I want to go to bed with you, even though we ain't married. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the next hit. Anyway, you got to put trains, and uh, somebody's got to die, mothers got to die, and all sorts of things. There's a whole uh, whole archetype for that. All right. So then she switches over to pop. 
I, this is important. I don't know anything about her. Yeah. She switches over to pop, but she's already gotten, would you say, superstardom or just stardom? Yeah. I think right now? No, when she switched from country to. She was yeah. really. Go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, she was, you're good. She, she was, okay, people definitely knew her name. People, okay, so I think her first album was just her debut album, and she had so, like, a surprising number of very good songs on there. And then it was the same thing with her next album, which I think was Fearless. Um, again, they, she had enough good songs to where people were like, she's worth listening to. And so I think that's whenever people first started actually becoming fans of her. And then uh, I can't remember her album after that, but yeah, like she, she very quickly got a name. It didn't, like, it didn't take long at all. Like she didn't have like, um, other than like her touring for a while, but after she released her first album, it was like, okay. That's yeah, how old was she when she broke into the country scene? Teenager, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she wasn't twenty. What do you know? What label she was singing under? Um, I just I noticed she's no. had a problem with her label stuff because like yeah we'll go into that. Um, That's part right, of this. Right now she's having a whole brawl with it. Yeah, it's uh, we'll go into that because this that has everything to do with what we're talking about today. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. I ask the right questions. Don't even know. Yeah. Well, I don't know what label it was. <laughs> okay, so she, so she crosses over, right? right? Now, I assume that's when she really started the light shows and the drop, the, the I, getting I up on platforms and only having half your clothes on and stuff like that. Well, yeah. no, that's, it's been an evolution. Yeah. Um, you know, she first, she was just pretty much doing the same thing, but the industry changed at the same time. You've got to remember, this is kind of when uh, iTunes, those types of things, you know, online platforms were starting to really carry a lot of music. And so this meant less royalties for your songs. And so the, the whole thing is morphed into uh, performance being the big money. In other words, concerts. That's something that's changed in the industry, and she kind of loud concerts. As Steve says, well, maybe uh, they're all loud. Uh, you know, as someone who's been to a Taylor Swift concert. Yes. Uh, well, I'm a heart fan, Kay. I like them, right? But they, right? well, yeah. So me too. All right, so they're very loud, and I couldn't stand it. And little, that someone brought their son, believe it or not, a little kid there to the concert. And he had some gummy bears, and I borrowed or took two of them. I borrowed them, give them back, but put them in my ears to protect my ears from that heart concert. It was so freaking loud. Who can handle that? So, so my understanding, but the one thing I did well, I'm getting from the memes is that she does have loud concerts. Yeah, but okay, can yeah. I let's take that back real quick? I would yeah. say that it's normal sounding concerts. I would like it's basically anybody who's having concerts these days, pumping up the volume, or like. Well, that you're really, yeah. I got you, Sarah. You're, you're saying that that it would be weird if she didn't have high volume. Wait, wait, can I kind of can I kind of guess at what you're getting at right now? Yeah. I'm really not getting at anything. Okay, I don't you're, know. You're conflating what you and I had for concerts, like the hard concert and all that, with the new kind of concert, which has a very much better technology. They don't have to just pump it up loud. You can basically get the entire stadium to hear the same volume. And so it's not 
ear piercing if you're close. Okay. It's not, you know, they have it much better now. You you don't that you don't it's not like you know going to a hard concert okay. back in the day i'm just trying to get a background sarah i really am i don't know i, I don't even know i have no idea where to even go because i know nothing about that woman other than i like to bring up the whole EL, elo thing where like they had they, they cared more about their concerts and their music and i didn't know if you're trying to make like oh I, I do believe that about her because i'm gonna tell you i've played a couple of her for the, because of this podcast I listened to a few of her songs and they which one it, that, I don't know I watched them and I watched some videos of her in concert she sucks I mean that's just the way that's just the way it is they are cool. they are Madonna and you with this thing okay okay fine well something that I think is interesting before okay before she really fully broke out in pop she had an album called Speak Now and that one was one where people didn't believe that she was writing her own songs at that point because she was so good at it. And it was that, that song is just like, I'm sorry, that album is basically just poetry. That's really what it was. At that point, she like, she had had enough success to where she could have gone full, um, like, you know, poppy with her music where it didn't really have any kind of background. You just like, like put out a bunch of hits and get a lot of money from that. If she didn't do that with Speak Now, it's actually kind of the opposite where um, it's an underrated album, but the lyrics that she wrote are incredible and people acknowledge that now. And so um, I think that she didn't, I, I don't know, like she, it wasn't just straight up a show at that point and she was showing that she actually had talent, although we can disagree. All I know is that what I saw was nothing. Yeah, but it depends on what you watched. You don't remember what you watched. Well, I mean, it was, I could tell you this, that she was up on this platform type thing. And it looked like she had a pair of blue jeans on where one of the legs was missing or something yeah, like that or some kind of outfit. That's and probably for more of her recent stuff, which yeah. I would recommend your recent stuff to you because I wouldn't recommend your recent stuff to most people. Like, you have to listen to specific songs. So... Glenn, yes. would you like to present uh, her CIA ties at this point? Sure. Okay. Now, she's become this phenomenon. Now, I can tell you, being to this one, this one concert, I was just, my jaw was on the ground as far as the marketing and how well it was done. And marketing's not far from mind control in a lot of ways. And Whoever is doing her marketing is an upper-level expert on persuasion. Uh, that's what I saw immediately. Okay, now, if you think about our, you know, three-letter agencies, starts with a C, ends with an A, uh, they uh, have tried to hone CIA. Uh, they... Uh, they have trying to uh, hone persuasion. That's kind of their job. They're supposed to topple foreign governments that are not good for the United States. At least that's what they have done. Um, now, if, if you go, you know, I follow a guy named um, Mike Benz on Twitter, X. Uh, he is a former State Department uh, cybersecurity. Cyber. Mercedes? Spelled the same way, uh, James, but no, not related to Mercedes-Benz. 
but uh, they he has been breaking down on X. He's left the State Department because of what he says was the uh, mixing of the military-industrial complex into persuasion, high-level persuasion that the CIA has honed over years. So, you know, we go to that, and they, you go to these, they have these conferences that are extremely boring, and if you do the live stream, they're three or four hours uh, of live streaming where they talk about, uh, here's this, here's that. Well, Mark Benz, being the guy he is, he, he loves, he kind of watches that. That's kind of his, his jam. Um, so he's watching the NATO Center for Excellence, who has a subcommittee in the Center of Excellence, uh, which is, is um, they're transitioning from, um, what do they call it? The Center for Excellence? Oh, here it is. The Center for Excellence in Psychological Resilience. That's the name of this group. And they started talking about how here's what we do. We get influencers like Taylor Swift to send our message. They openly said this. And they were using her as an example, quote unquote, of someone they would basically ask, quote unquote, to help them spread a certain type of message to combat what they call disinformation or basically propaganda. So you've got this NATO Center for Psychological Resilience, which states that they've got to stop using um, they're going from military battles to tweets, tanks to tweets is what they call it. We've got a transition from tanks to tweets. This was back in, you know, when it was not X, it was Twitter. All right. And we've since found out how much the government had influence in Twitter. And this is centered around a lot of things in the Twitter sphere. And so they were just openly talking about here's how we would co-opt some, and they didn't call it co-op. They called it, you know, oh, this is how we'd influence them to say the right thing. Really, seriously, what they said. Um, and they were using the Russiagate infrastructure to describe it. Uh, it's, it, you know, I'm not going to go into every detail because a lot of it is, you know, that's another thing, how you make it so boring you can't finish. finish it. Well, this is a company that was saying this called Graphica. Graphica, uh, they were uh, Pentagon's initiative to basically psychological warfare research. <laughs> they get millions from the Defense Department, by the way. Um, this was back in 2020 when they were trying to influence COVID-19, you know, take the vax, the shot, all this. All right. And they talked openly about, hey, let's uh, let's, you know, we'd get somebody like Taylor Swift specifically put her picture up. Now, you know, this this doesn't seem like such a big deal. Yeah, they're just talking about getting Taylor Swift. They didn't get her. But here's then Taylor Swift tweets uh, before the 2020 election about how she's supporting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and that 
if you want, I really think everybody needs to get registered to vote. And here you go. Here's how you do it. All right. Now, if you look at that, there was something like the websites she listed had, you know, they've almost shut down. Ironically, they didn't, though. In other words, normally, if that much, 1,168% spike in hits on that website. Now, what would that normally do? Shut it down, right? Slow it down to zero. Right. Well, ironically, it didn't. They had, they had it all ready to go. Hmm. Okay. Now, she gets all single white females is her big demographic. So Sarah, right, and she gets yeah she gets them to register, and it was enough in many states to turn the tide. All right, now you know let's 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 think about that. All of a sudden, we and she had um, okay. Here's her tweets during that time normal before she was talked about Joe Biden. Here's some tweets. Surround yourself with people who get you. Feeling grateful for little things today. Let's spread kindness and love today. Communist. Kindness. Kindness. Remember to take a break and recharge if you need it. You know, one sentence tweets. All right. Now, let's go to, um, let's see. I'm trying to find these. Sorry. Well, while you're finding her. Well, I got it now, but go ahead. Okay, um, and, and whenever it comes to these, like, you know, these little minions that, uh, that like her stuff and follow her stuff, they're called, like, I think it's like a Swift Army or something like Swifties. that. Like, that's really what Swift they're part. referring to. Go ahead. They're called Swifties. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought, I thought, but, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not just like a handful of people. It's like, um, it's like if, if piranhas had a little chip planted in their brain, and they were like, in the chip, it said, go attack John Mayer because he made Taylor Swift mad. They would all immediately just go after that guy. Show and, up on um, his doorstep. It's the same thing. If, if anybody tries to attack the Queen Bee, it's like she has so many people who would immediately respond. So, yeah, that's those are the people that are looking at these tweets right now. What, like, her, I guess what messages she's sending to them. Right. And here is the ones about... Joe Biden in 2020. I just read to you the one she was tweeting at the time. I spoke at V Magazine about why I'll be voting for Joe Biden for president. So, so adapt. I don't really understand that. It says so APT. That's to come out on the night of the VP debate. I'm going to watch and support Kamala Harris by yelling at the TV a lot. Also have custom cookies, which she tweeted the Biden-Harris cookies. Marijuana? Well, I don't know if they were marijuana, Jane. Then here's another one. Donald Trump's ineffective leadership gravely worsens the crisis that we're in, and he is now taking advantage of to subvert and destroy our right to vote and vote safely. Request a ballot. Early vote, vote early. You see any difference in these? All right, here's the last one. I'll, I'll read. Oh, I see what you're saying. From little nice things to ways to maybe help you make your day better. Well, too. the Queen's English all of a sudden, you know. Okay. 
Uh, you know, uh, here's one on August 15th. She also tweeted, after stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism, your entire presidency, you have the nerve to feign moral superiority before threatening violence. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. We will vote you out in November. Is, is this going to be a changeling thing again? No, it's uh, not a changeling thing. This is about... These aren't her tweets. Someone wrote them for her. Gotcha. She either okayed them or didn't know about them or whatever. These are not what she normally tweets. Gotcha. All of a sudden, this changes just before the election. Okay. Now, move forward a little bit. Uh, we we find out 2020 was just horrible. And, it, you know, they said, no, there was no problem. It was the securest election in the history of man, blah, blah, blah. Threw a lot of people in jail who showed up to protest. Uh, and further, Taylor, during this whole time, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Is she gaining weight? No, bigger in the... Um, sphere. Like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, but she she gained like a little bit of weight. Her thighs got thicker, absolutely. You know, I think they look like. <laughs> high. But, All right, yeah. the Swifties are coming down on you now. <laughs> you. Oh god, I'm gonna be canceled. It's not only me; it's my daughter too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this is this panel of NATO, which is a military arm, by the way meets just before the elections to talk about Taylor Swift. This All is of a sudden, tweet people. Tanks to tweet people. Tanks, gotcha. tanks to tweet. All right, that's what we're talking about. All right, back to them. All right. So, in other words, you have that. They have this meeting. They talk about this. All of a sudden, Taylor's, who has been apolitical pretty much her whole career, is talking about Joe Biden in those tweets in that way. All right. So... I have to poison myself to listen to this. All right. He's poisoning himself, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to get a donut, so watch out. It's going to get weird here in a minute. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Do you know who the Carlisle Group is? Linda Carlisle, she dated a... No, 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 no. This is the Carlisle Group. They're a hedge fund. Up the, the universe, this universe thing too. Okay, so I'm seeing all this connecting. I understand. Yeah. So she, uh, in other words, the Carlar Group. Here's what they do. They're a hedge fund that provides money for defense projects. Okay. That's all they've ever done. Suddenly, they buy. There's times Louisiana with that bunch in there. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I I'll have to look into that. Uh, but this was. You know, Rumsfeld and, uh, you know, uh, George W. And that's kind of their group. You know, they basically, I think his father, George Sr., was head of the Carlyle group while his son was president. I know a lot about them. Not yeah. to mention it. Okay. All right. This is getting interesting. Okay. What did they buy? They bought Taylor Swift's music, all of it. They funded it with George Soros and another group, and they provided the money to buy it. So, so, so suppose it is new. Wait, I can picture. You're, they were the ones that bought her masters. Right. Okay. So you got to You got a picture of this. They say, "Hey, come down to New Orleans," and then this mafia guy puts her head on the table with a gun between the or their head between a table and a gun, and he says, you're going to sign this contract or your brains will be on it. 
Well, I don't know that happens. Okay. What I do know is out of the blue, the Carlisle group buys something they've never bought before, pop music. And it was like, everybody went, huh? What? And Taylor goes, wait a minute. I was supposed to be able to buy my music. You were going to tell me, you know, because pop stars or any kind of star, what they do is they, they have, to, you know, it's expensive to get started. So they say, okay, we're going to own your, your music. And then at some point we'll allow you to buy it back. That's kind of the contract. Well, they didn't really tell her that they were selling it to the Carlisle group. Well, I got to stop you. Sarah, what you're saying is that you don't think he bought all the rice music. They just bought the masters. They bought the masters. And so like, that's, that's what she's doing in her life right now is she's trying to reclaim her music because somebody bought all her masters, meaning she didn't own her works from all of those albums that we were just talking about earlier. And um, and that hit her very hard. Like yeah. that's basically changed the entire music career. Well, well let me say this, Sarah. I, I think Glenn was trying to say this. It's free, more. It's, it's it's something more of the rule than the exception that happened to the Beatles too. Yeah. It happens when you're getting started. You sign what you got to sign, and then and then you realize, oh, that's a good deal then. But boy, am I losing now? Right. And the Beatles ended up for the, the last few years of the whoever bought it from them. It got to Michael Jackson and then passed back to, I guess it's the true remain. Well, there's only one remaining Beatle now, isn't there? Yeah. No, there's two. There's two. McCartney. Yeah. McCartney and Ringo. Yeah, they're still alive. Oh, yeah, okay. So uh, that is more common than, I, than, 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 than that. You know, in other words, I don't think this is a... Uh, no, I know that. Okay. I do know that, but I think that she just handled it differently. I think that most people just kind of say, okay, that's kind of a fact of life. But she said, no, I wrote those songs. I recorded those songs. That's all my work. And she was the one that got pissed off that happened. And I guess younger people, like younger artists, saw that she had that problem. And I think that they kind of agreed where they realized, wait, we don't have control over our own music that we're creating. And so people have um, changed their perspective on owning music at this point. And the other thing you have, this doesn't restrict her from playing her own music. You know, copyrights, The as I understand it on music, there's two copyrights. There's performance copyright and there's the songwriting copyright. And they are separate. And if you play that without permission, technically it's $168,000 fine per play. If you play it commercially. Correct. So, which would include a church, believe it or not. Believe it or not, includes a, a restaurant as well. So, if if you think about that, um, having the rights is very very important. And she may have not known, you know, of Gail Course. She's, you know, she is. Whether James believes it or not, very hardworking young lady. As far as the things, well, I figured you would if I said it. You know, anything positive, you're going to say no. She's a hoe. Anyway, no, no, no. I'm going to say that somebody manages her very well. That she apparently is able to attract people to her, like Madonna was able to do, like Barbara Streisand was able to do, and Cher was able to do. They now, but the only difference is. Her handlers are the best ever, probably. Okay. I, I would agree. But I'm going to tell you that if nobody, if you just put that video up there and didn't tell me who it was, I would have turned it off and said, that's junk. Okay. I have the beholder. Um, 
So we're going to, you know, think about it. All of a sudden, this Defense Department hedge fund decides to buy a one person's pop music. I, I get you. That, that seems like it's not fitting the portfolio. Right. Forcing Taylor to re-record slightly different all her music. That's how she kind of got around it. You know, Prince, you know, he was, the, he had that glyph that he became and no one could pronounce it. And so everybody said, the performer formerly known as Prince, that's how he got it. Let me give you that example of Prince. I thought he was a kooky looking guy, thought he was an idiot. And then that happened. And so I said, let me see what's going on here. And that guy had talent. Yes, he did. Okay. I so I, it's not like I can't accept something new. All right. I just can't accept that. Well, again, I love Prince. He is so funny. Uh, that guy was talented. Yes, he, yeah, was. he was. Oh, yeah. my. Was he talented. Okay. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm saying? Anybody listen to this? I'm not this old man who hates everything new. Not at all. I just don't like Taylor Swift. I don't like I don't like Madonna. I don't like Swift. I don't like Cher. I don't like Barbara Streisand. I don't like any of those new talents. Okay. <laughs> the most, probably the most talent was was the one sank through her nose. All right, go ahead. All right. So if, if just just say that though she has a huge fan base. She does. And I'm they good. listen to her. And she's a hard worker. And they feel for her. They bleed with her. Okay, so here we have the Carlisle Group. All of a sudden, out of the blue. Now, the Carlisle Group has an interest in keeping, well, let's say wars going because they fund companies. They provide the funds so they can develop these huge systems. You know, they have 14, all sorts of things. Uh, you know, weapons. And if you have weapons, but no place to shoot them, uh, you know, they become, you know, you just stockpile them and you don't need a lot of them. So, you know, fast forward to Joe Biden, uh, the warrior chief who, you know, has got us in arguably, I guess if you count the war on MAGA, he's got us in five wars. Um, you know, she's voting for him, talking to them, you know, now that's not unusual for a politician to get an endorsement from a star and then try to co-opt that into votes. That's not really what I'm talking about because I'm sure Donald Trump's going to use Snoop Dogg if he can. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and if, uh, if Kid Rock had a bigger following, uh, you know, they, they would, of course, use, and they are using Kid Rock right now. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is you have a defense panel with NATO trying to use Taylor Swift as an influencer. So, you know, internationally as well because she is an international star uh so they are talking about openly in this forum doing this uh in their hybrid warfare then you have these tweets that seem manufactured from taylor saying vote for biden vote early send send it in you know that that's that's suspicious to me now let's fast forward a little bit and we have Travis Kelsey for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, former Super Bowl champions. And full disclosure, my family's 
lives in Kansas City. I've grew up as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, so I'm saying that with love. Uh, and Taylor and Kelsey are dating. Hmm. Okay, you know now Taylor's had a and Sarah can jump in here a you know a string of boyfriends I guess you call it. And uh, the joke is, you know, well, this is going to be a new song because she does, you know, write a song about breakups and uh, other things in her life. Um, she also had, you know, when she was in high school, an abusive boyfriend who beat her quite a bit. She wrote a song about that. Very good song, I thought. Um, and, you know, you go through this. And then all of a sudden, the Chiefs were having big struggles. And I remember talking to my brother a few months ago. And he said, yeah, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And he's a rabid Chiefs fan. He goes, they might, but they're not doing so good. You know, and I'm talking, he's Chiefs Nation. You know, the, the Chiefs Nation in Kansas City reminds me of Taylor Swift worldwide as far as how rabid the fans are, okay? So all of a sudden, Jason starts dating, and they become official. Um, she starts showing up to games. And then there's, well, and, and I'm a Chiefs fan, a couple of, you know, plays, you know, called kind of weird. All of a sudden, it seems like that, and this is not always the same thing, but Travis Kelsey is getting a lot of, well, passes. Now, he's very good. I'm not going to put that beyond him. And uh, him and Mahone, the quarterback for the Chiefs, they have comboed a lot. That might be the best quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, I think so, too. And that's saying a lot. Uh, when you start talking about people like Bradshaw and what's the guy from New England? Uh, yeah. Um, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning. You've had some great quarterbacks at my home, I swear. Tony Romero. Never seen like that. That's, what, that's one of the reasons I don't like Taylor Swift, because it's taken away from him. But go ahead. True. However, uh, let's just say they've decided. And, and, you know, how hard would it be for our intelligence agencies to target, uh, and this is Conspiracy Friday, to target two young people who, you know, might have a lot in common, especially if they did psychological profiles and find them compatible. Then all of a sudden, well, let's make sure they get to meet in a nice setting. And all of a sudden, things happen. And then it gets encouraged even more. So now you have the Taylor Swift Nation, right? With Chiefs Wait. Nation. So, so basically the government is our like an aunt who's acting like a matchmaker. Right. Okay. Or a temporary, a temporary. No, it's for me. You do like you can have partnerships, right? Right. Then you can have joint ventures. I'm thinking this is a joint venture. Yes. It's just this one yeah. kind of thing. We're not partners for everything. We're just a joint is venture that, on throw overthrowing our government. Does she know about this? Is she part of it, or is she is she just kind of well, like? Well, there's there's two thought, schools of thought. Yeah, they do know about it. That's one school okay. of thought. They know about okay. it, and they're putting it on until after the Super Bowl. Well, yo, know, this is what I got. All right, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll like I said, I, you know, 
No, like I said, a conspiracy friend. Let me say this. I got on and looked at the call out where there are substantial tires. Louisiana, they bought a big industry here that is hardly any information about it. Uh, dynamic industries. Um, it keeps a low profile. However, I don't think many of our military jets fly without that company. Yes. That's what I mean. That's what Carlisle's into. Yeah. Why would they buy pop songs? They're not buying them from Boeing either. <laughs> Go ahead. I thought it would be interesting you'd know that. Yeah. That is, there are substantial Louisiana ties with the Carlisle group. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't really know that part of it. Uh, I did know that Carlisle group does defense stuff. Okay, so then you get that, and let's just game this out a little bit. Uh, I want to make it plausible that, so I have these fake polls for Joe Biden right now that say he's close. There are some that yeah, just that came out. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they say, oh, he's closer than you think. You know, how is my question. Now, it's how you ask the questions that you can make any poll look like anything just based on, and I know this from reading a book called Presuasion by Robert Cialdini. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also talks about how if people see an American flag just before they vote, they vote Republican more often, significantly, statistically. That's so you what you're talking about Austin's Persuasion. <laughs> Say what? I don't reading that in that book. <laughs> <laughs> We're big Jane Austen fans at our Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant of that. So anyway, although my uh, daughter is a big fan of them, it's her as well. But anyway, so they uh, think about this. They enter into a, and I'll just put the whole conspiracy out there. They enter into an agreement. Travis, you, uh, Pfizer, will give you a contract to show about the new COVID-19 shot, which is bigger than his contract with the NFL. What? Yes. Okay. So he's been criticized somewhat having the blue bandage, you know, that Pfizer has commercials on all their uh, Chiefs games about him taking the shot. I thought Pfizer made water fountains. No, Pfizer makes the MRA vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that you refused to take, and I did, full disclosure, um, that shut down our basic country for a while, this fear of it anyway. Now, think about that op, co-opted with this op that all of a sudden, my brother told me, oh, they're not going to win against the Ravens. There's no way. He told me that. And that was the thought process. All of a sudden, they went against the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Taylor's there at every game. They show her. The big criticism is they're showing her more than they're showing the game. Uh, but, you know. She, we never exaggerate, do we? No, never. But, uh, you know, anyway, they, they have this. I get you. Yeah. So what if they manufactured this? What if they... Taylor knows and Kelsey, you know, hey, we'll just be, you know, dating for a while after Super Bowl, it's over. We'll have a big breakup. You can write a song. We're going to get paid millions. Joint venture. Yes. And in fact, maybe in Taylor's case, it might be over a billion dollars for her. Uh, she. 
Yeah. She did it. She really pulled it off. Question. Wait, what does her master's have to do with this again? Her what? I'm her sorry. master. Her, uh, what, her, what, them owning her master copies. Okay. Her, the Why owning... did Carlisle own Why did Carlisle Okay. Why did the Carlisle group own it? Well, Taylor, if you do this op with us, and, you know, Travis Kelsey and you were very compatible, you can date him and... You can get through the Super Bowl. Well, you know, we might be able to sell you that back. Let, let me do this because I did do some <laughs> research while the man was talking. I, he'd already told me this part of it before, so I was that's why I was able to tune out for a second. I looked up the Carlisle group. Um, that's George Bush people. Right. Okay, George Bush people are known for being one world, one world order. That's what they're known for. His uh, the George H. was head of the CIA. Right. And he gets out. And, and he, on the board of the Carlisle Group, it was. Right. He was on the board. It, it was there. There deep, deep ties into it. So what we're what I think Glenn is getting at is this one world order company has owns her music and that you can I think they probably told her you can either be filthy rich or you, you cannot be but you got to do what I want that's what I guess you're getting at they, they got this leverage on her to even to the extent that she wanted to be poetic with her little tweets they took it away and it was those mean tweets about shooting people if you don't let if, if you kill the protesters or something crap like that <laughs> I see. I have to fight back against that though, because part of the reason why she's so popular right now and so big is that she said, "You know what? Those masters are gone, and I can't have them back anymore. So I'm going to redo my masters, and that's a big project right now that has a ton of support. And that's one of the reasons. Again, like, um, you have no idea how much people were anticipating her, um." re-recordings of Speak Now in 1989 were. Well, I mean, she's getting around copyright somehow. Uh, It sounds like to me that this is just a money-making scheme, what you just described. Oh, well, I'll I'll do them again. Oh, we support you. Well, uh, yeah. And the other thing you could look at is this is really about getting Trump. (laughs) I didn't get that connection. Well, I tell all my Swifties, vote for Biden. We've got to stop Trump. Then they steal it again because it's close. I know, but what Sarah was saying is that she thinks that the Masters is not holding any um, sway over her because she's just going to redo them. And my question, my question, now I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming copyrights like property rights is a bundle of rights and you can sell some of the rights without selling all of the rights. So I'm assuming you can do that. That's why you're saying she could perform them, but not record them maybe or something to that effect. Yeah. It, copyright law is very weird, by the way. They've, they've uh, redone contracts for music to get around that loophole that she figured out because that was a, that was a big hit. It really was a big hit to her at the time. And I would say if she wasn't recording the masters at this point, then that could be uh, like a serious, hey, like that's uh, that was something that really hurt her and it could be used as leverage. But now, I mean, if you see her, uh, her, what is it? She has like a can't catch me now or something. I can't remember. It's from the Speak Now re, uh, re-recording. She, she released new songs from the vaults is what she calls it. But basically these songs that she came up with at the time that she released those albums, but they didn't make it to the album, so now she's sending it out for the public as kind of an incentive to buy the re-recordings. 
and um, which people really don't need incentives for it, but it just makes it a little bit more exciting because it's like opening a little present. And in her video, she literally showed basically she like burned down or whatever her old self, like all of those memories that she had from those recordings. So she was clearly showing that she was letting all of that go and it was sentimental, but there was still stuff to look forward to like ahead. And so I think that it, it hurt her, but she figured out how to get around it. And, and how good would it be if she got around all that, then something happened and she got her masters back. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> I mean, this all sounds like a setup. This all sounds like the world, though. Like that's the thing. Like without the masters. Well, 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 yeah, but then you can re-release the masters and the new stuff, and everybody will buy it. Let let me say this, Sarah. I I mean, this. um, She's not that powerful. They could squash her like a bug anytime they want to. Yeah, that's fine. Like, everybody's like that. I mean, they could literally go after anybody. We know that. Well, but. But yeah. So my point, yeah. I, I, you know, especially since this is Friday, the point I'm making is is that everything Glenn described and you just described sounds like marketing. How am I going to sell my songs again? I sell them again, make billions, and I sit, then I get my masters back and I sell those too. And we know she has the best marketing team on the planet. Basically, I would say that, I would argue that forever. And, and I'm going to, again, I, I am going to yeah. concede this. That's got to be one of the hardest working human beings ever. Oh, yeah. He's a hard worker. There's no doubt about that. I'll give I'll give both of them, and those kind of things get rewards. Yeah. Marketing and hard work, you get rewarded. Right. I do agree with that. Yeah. But I'm thinking the the intelligence agencies are in there so they can keep these perpetual wars going. Okay. Because Biden is a useful idiot. And so is Harris. Well, she, I, well, she was probably, most of them are not. Most young artists, they don't get political. Well, she's never been. And Sarah, back me up on this. She's never really been political until... 2020. He's, he's made small statements here and there. So, like, I never watched it. because like, there was a, there was a period where, like, I, you know, I'm really not, like, I have never really kept up with her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that she released some kind of, like, a video of her making one of her albums. It's called Miss Americana. And she did have a crying session at one point over politics. And I don't know what it was, but I just kind of laughed. Like, I, um... I, I saw a clip of it and it made me laugh because it's like, like, I don't know. She just seemed like such a white girl crying over something that really wasn't that big of a deal. And, um, anyway, so yeah, she made, she made political statements, I think starting in around 1989 time. So that was, uh, gosh, that was before I went to law school. Let me say this. Go ahead, Sarah. I thought, uh-huh. you, were, I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, yeah, I think that was like around 2015 or something like that. 2015 or 2016 she released that. Maybe 14. I don't know. But uh, she had started getting somewhat political at that point. And it was just small statements. But she has tried to stay apolitical overall, I think. But she has hit at it. And, oh, God, especially that freaking Lover album. That is a hell of like, horrible album. Um, she made a lot of political statements about that. Uh, well, let, let me say this about her breaking down and crying. There, if there's anything this old man has learned over this 64 years is that when a, a young adult woman starts crying, don't question it, just let it go. Okay, well, yeah. that's what I've laid out is that we have this 
brainwashing industrial complex that is using this script and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to get the Biden um, Harris reelected because for some reason, and I'm not sure why, uh, and, and, you know, again, I think it could be, you know, he, he slips on a stair two weeks before the election and then they have to replace him. Uh, but, you know, maybe the people who are running the country right now like the fact Biden's there and he's the person taking the heat or the criticism of anything that goes wrong and everything that goes right in their mind, and I'm not saying this is good, uh, is, you know, they get to keep being president basically behind the scenes. And, and, and there's people out there saying that like 20% of the people would do, would vote the way. Yeah, there is a poll that says that if Taylor Swift changed to Trump or somebody, would you change your vote and 20% fully said yes. And, and, and that 20% is probably a, a political. We'll start with that. The second thing I'll say is that, that most of the 20% probably already Biden people. All right. So, so, but I don't know, you know, I, I, I of course, I, last week I, I gave one more week to X. We talked about that yesterday and I got off of it. I, I absolutely do not like the forum at all. But I do see the allure. Mm-hmm. I spe- you know, you and Dwayne both and, and have explained it. Doc has even said how he does it. There are ways to use it that aren't what I'm doing. I'm just flipping through this thing. I don't know how it works. I'm going like, oh, gosh, this is the same thing over and over again. And it's three-minute clips and stuff like that. But let's get past that. Um, I, I, I want to say this, that I can talk about this now because the man who told me this has since died. And you can either believe this or you cannot believe this. But one time I was talking to a man in Lake Charles who was known for supposedly being mob related. And I laughed at him that he thought that I thought that he could that they rigged they could rig games. And he said, Okay, the NBA is going on right now. And he went and made a call. And he said he came back and said the Golden State Warriors are gonna win the uh, the uh, NBA championship this year in five games. I mean that means they're gonna lose only once. They were they were barely getting into the playoffs, barely getting in. He told me that playoffs hadn't started yet, and he told me that, and they did. It happened exactly as he said. Is rigged. Okay, now they've been caught since then. The referees that were doing the rigging, mm-hmm. they caught them. Supposedly, it's clean again. I'm sure it does happen that they clean it out and they find it again. But when you're talking about as many people are going to be betting on that Super Bowl that I think you have got to consider it possible that it's being rigged. Okay. Yeah, and rigging can take many forms. You right. know, uh, it just does, all the holding calls go one way. Yeah, uh, all the yeah, just and, and how hard would it be to get to the refs? You know, maybe well, apparently players. easier in NFL than any other. Maybe they don't pay them full time. Yeah. All right, I don't know. I, I I do watch those games, saying they can rig it to an extent, but they can't. I've always think it's more the spread. But what I'm getting at is, yes, it's possible that this game will be rigged, the white, the black Sox scandal. 
people are going to try to gamble on right on sports. They're going to try to rig it. All right, I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to say this, and and I know you're, you know, you're, you you never said otherwise. They the the fewer the, the few clips they showed of Taylor Swift in those games, it was minimal. It was it was something big happened with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and they knew that there were a bunch of people watching it just for that. I think they would be bad marketers not to show that woman up in the stands. I agree. Okay, so I I, I don't I don't think that this is anything but a love affair. And he he's a commie. He he kneeled when they you know when the, the national anthem played. He kneeled. I, I think he's an idiot. He's wearing that visor. I don't like him, but man, the guy's good. Yeah, I would say he's very good. Yeah, and and like you say, he it's like he in in the in the home is the connect somehow brain wise. They they know exactly where he he's what needs to throw it, and the other guy knows where, exactly where how to catch it. So, I believe that that's a very wealthy woman who holds a lure to a very helpful, healthy, uh, uh, wealthy, talented man. And if you're, she's made a living exploiting that in, um, in social media, I would be shocked if people weren't talking about this. Okay. And here's what I'll tie this up. Yes. If, if <laughs> let's just say, I will feel somewhat vindicated if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and in the celebration when Taylor will come down to see Travis, he will kneel and ask her for her hand in marriage. He had better ask her beforehand. (laughs) That woman could change her mind on the way down. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) And she accepts. And then the Dow goes to all-time records. Why would that happen? Because the whole economy is a psychological engine. Yeah, I, I, I think that we've played. I think this, I think she's just a very successful pop star, and that's it. That's all I, I think. Very, very pop. I'm, I'm gonna agree with that. Like at this point, okay. So we know that Taylor's with dates a ton. Like that's her whole thing. Is she dates a lot of people? Right. And as far as her dating life goes, if you've actually seen her history. She's dated a bunch of kind of sissy, artsy boys who um, either are musicians or, or, like, actors and stuff. And, like, even if they look like, like cool actors and stuff Lawyer. like that, they're still weird um, theater kids at heart. And so that's what she's been dating for the longest time. She had, like, a three-year relationship, like, with one of those guys who was really moody and didn't like the spotlight and she finally gets out of the relationship and you can tell she's kind of having a rebound period where she she dated this like nasty little rat named um i can't remember his name but he was in the 1975 band like the singer of it he just he looked like a skunk and um so she dated him for a bit he likes uh he 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 really enjoyed attention and spotlight and stuff but it was the gross kind and so now she's found travis kelsey who likes the spotlight. He's kind of a whore whenever it comes to ads and stuff. Like he, I think he was on Bud Light. And, um, and <laughs> she likes the attention because she hasn't had that for years. And Taylor Swift likes attention. Taylor Swift is very manipulative. I do agree with that. But it's usually whenever it comes to whether people like her or not and making guys like her, like the guys that she's dating. Uh, let me say this, though. It's going to surprise you. As good as he is, he doesn't come across as an alpha male to me he still kind of he still has a little bit of a eh, to me i mean when i hear him talk he he has a little bit of 
he's not alpha male. I don't think he's the boss in that group in that in that joint venture. Yeah, I agree with you. But but let me say this, and I told this to Sarah already. So this is this is going to be maybe something that hadn't been talked about on a podcast. But I'm, I've already admitted this to Sarah. I was offshore. They had Playboy and Penthouse magazines on line all around. Everybody would expect that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I read an article about a. Hey, I know, believe it or not, I actually read a Playboy article. Sure, you're the one guy who actually read a Playboy article. Okay. But <laughs> you'll see it's still titling. It was it was about a a, a a porn star and what's it like to live a life of a porn star. And she said something that stuck with me. And she said, when you're in the porn industry, you can't date outside the porn industry. It's weird. You can't do it. You know, oh, here's my coworker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what it really, really is, is that, that there are certain limitations when you take certain type of jobs. You can't, I can't hang around with drug addicts. I, even if I'm not doing them, I can't. You know, as a lawyer, that would be a bad thing. But Taylor Swift is limited to who she can date. She's going to have to have somebody who can handle the spotlight, who's, who's not, if she breaks up with him, maybe it won't be, maybe she'll still be the rich one but it won't hurt him financially. He'll be fine, right? So he's not counting on her. The the psychology part of it, it's easy to understand. This is probably legit. legit. I don't think this is... It could be legit, and they still could be used. Yeah, oh, well, there's no doubt. Like, I feel like that's everybody. I don't think it has to be this specific relationship. It's just kind of like, I'm not surprised that in some kind of CIA meeting, Taylor Swift's name was brought up if you're trying to talk about manipulating people through celebrities, because obviously she is is the big one because her entire career has been focused around how do I get my fans to like me more and so yeah it's like the CIA wants that can they actually pull it off I don't know well you know here's the th- here's the thing that 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 I could turn me around on her and this would be it all right I know the Beatles had extremely good handlers too now they were talented but they had and it takes both. You have to have something. I'm not saying this woman doesn't have any talent. I don't want to go there. Madonna has some talent. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her talent, but she had talent. Um, attractive, somehow or another, they had this. They have those people. I, I named them over and over again because in my lifetime, you had Barbara Streisand. I looked at that woman. She wasn't pretty. She sang through her nose. I didn't like any of her songs. But some reason or another, you looked at her. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Nothing in my, nothing that I call attractive in that woman. But I would look at her when she, you know, singing and watch her. I don't know why. That same thing with Cher. I think Cher had a horrible voice. She was an ugly face. She's flat as a board. I, I can see uh, that. Like, I've always thought that, and I didn't understand why she was saying that. Okay, yeah, but, but you're right. Somehow or another, cool. you looked at her, and she became, you know, and I'm not saying, I won't say this. I think that shares what handlers learn from Streisand. And then along comes Madonna, and she learns from shares. And now Taylor Swift has learned from Madonna. And I think they're all of one one thread. Now, here's the thing. Uh, two of the three, two of the four have held it together so far. Streisand held it together, and, and it sound, so far, this gal has. Madonna, Madonna and Cher lost it. What's that? I think she made it far enough in her career to where she hasn't gone overly sexual. I think that the most sexual she got with the song is like she said, I only bought this dress so you could take it off. And like that's as bad as it's gotten, I think. And so 
Um, I, I think that that's kind of part of it, where she hasn't tried to sexualize herself to the point where she can actually age gracefully, whereas Madonna is 60 years old and is trying, like, her entire persona is sex, and she's trying to exude sex in a disco ball yeah. outfit on a stage. It's gross. It's gross. I, I get you. I get you. I, I, well, Madonna, all right, so you know that there's that in, in Evita, there's that song, that, the second verse of High Flying Adored. Uh, where do you go from now? It's a shame you, you know, you, there's no there's no mystery now, no, nothing to three, nothing, nothing to fulfill you. I hope you get used to boredom. It's a shame you did it all 26. You know, uh, that, that's the thing is I think that Cher and Madonna didn't want to lose it. And so getting more people to watch wasn't working and not doing it won't work. At some point, you have to walk away. Barbara Streisand finally did. Mm-hmm. Pretty old, though. She, she, she had made, a long career. She had a long career. So, so I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give you a lot of I'm gonna give her a lot of credit as a performer, as a person who is out there being marketed, trying to bring in money. I don't know how much she needs to make, but at some point she's gonna have to step off that stage, and that's what I want to see what she's made of right then. Because I'm very good I um I, I will say this. I'll go back to this. I I do believe that she could not make it this day and age without the lights, without the, without the spectacular. I think ever since the LO, it's become mandatory. They'll never go back to Jim Croce. We'll never go back. You have some people out there, but they won't be big like Croce was. And they're not going to be big like Jimmy Buffett was. You're not going to have that anymore because, because um, this has been taken over by light shows. And and I don't blame her for that. I mean this. If she if so, it sound like I, if it sound like I was indicting her, I'm not. If you want to become huge, you're gonna to have to do that. You're gonna to have to have all of the the gadgets that go with it. But I want Karen Carpenter back. I want Linda Ronstadt back. I want I want uh, uh, what's the guy that turned into a Muslim? Cat Stevens back. I I like that. I like the fact that we were going the poetry that Sarah's talking about. That's what sold it. You didn't need to go in. That's the thing, though, is like, yes, people do want to be entertained, but I don't know what song you listen to. It was some of the newer stuff, and yeah, I can't blame you for not liking it. Like, I didn't, I didn't really like Reputation too much. There's very few songs that I liked from that one. I hated Lover. Wasn't a big fan of Folklore or the other one that she did at the same time. Midnight's her current album, album, Lola, um, words. Uh, she, it was like a few good songs, but. She is a very good songwriter, and um, it, like the the lyrics that she actually writes are very soulful. And I understand that she does have to put on the light show, but I don't think that she's made it because of the light show. I think she's made it big because of the light show. I don't think she could be a billionaire if she didn't do the light show. That's all I'm saying. But well, that's for everybody, yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is the music industry has been ruined. I might like her if she really does write good songs and she kept it unplugged. I might like it. Or you could even you could even do like heart and have it jazz, you know, have it have it rocked up a bit. But you know, when you watch early heart concerts, I liked them. I didn't like the later ones because they did start replacing it with a lot of that. But but um, the, I, 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 yeah, Sarah, what happened? We, uh, this is going to be weird. I ask you this question. One time, you remember I was at a baseball tournament with Doc when he was really young, and I was told that Leonard Skinner was going to be 
at a concert in Bossier, and I went and bought tickets, and I, you didn't go. What happened there? Uh, I was kind of like a sulky uh, teenager back then. I, I, invited, I invited you didn't come. Okay. I, I knew I would yeah. try to get you there. Um, now, you watched the videos of Leonard Skinner when it was before the plane crash. All right. That looked like Southern Rock. It would look like Wet Willie or, or, or CCR or something, really. Now, CCR never did get the te- you know, get as, as, as technical or good as guitarists do. But, but it was when I went to that concert that Sarah was talking about, um, it was more of a light show. It was they had, they had started adopting. Now, that was the band had crashed by that time and they were brothers and you know, the piano player was from the original group but they were already having to do it and then when they and then behind him and he put on a show behind him was uh, Hank Williams Jr. but it was a light show it was it was all of that stuff I personally would have liked Leonard Skinner to have kept it like it was I was expecting to see the old Leonard Skinner and I was not real happy with all that crap just sing your songs that's all it takes so, so it's, it is some of it my age, but my point is, is I, I do believe that people like Karen Carpenter are getting squeezed out. She might not be your thing, but that woman was talented, and she was ugly, and she made it on talent. That was one ugly woman, but she was talented. You know what I'm saying? So it's not beauty, wasn't that? Now, Linda Ronstadt had both, but, but where I'm going with this, Sarah, is I, 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 I want both of you to know I don't like the industry, so she's the industry right now, and that's what I'm attacking. It, I, I, it, I will say this, that Sarah has that kind of work ethic. She is a mm-hmm. freaking hard worker. I mean, like, I'm basically like the next Taylor Swift. Like, well, yeah, you know what? You, you, you're not you're not that kind of attention hoe. That's not what you are. She's an attention hoe. You don't hoe. know that about me. You don't, you don't know what I'm like away from the family. I could be the biggest attention whore of all of them. Well, it, it, it takes some of that, and 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 I don't know her personality. I don't want to know her personality, but I can recognize her. I recognize it was Madonna. I was a hardworking woman. Oh I yeah, don't, I don't like her, but she was hardworking. Oh yeah, and and uh, and and you know Barbara Streisand would even do movies and stuff. That woman was a hard freaking worker. Yeah, uh, and and I don't know that Cher ever slept. You know, of course she was on drugs all the time. Apparently, what did she like, date? The Allman Brothers was either singer or something. Yeah, they did for a while. That she, was her Kelsey. She she did a lot. Of, <laughs> she dated a lot of fellas. So it's more it's more to me. It, it really isn't even an indictment. It's as much as that I. Think I think it destroyed the music industry for those of us who liked it for just the art, just the songs, just the artists. I, you know, when you can see uh, City of New Orleans, it was almost, it was just unplugged. They were just singing. Mm-hmm. And you can't make it big like that. They made it big. That song was huge. They made a lot of money. Uh, Jim Croce made a lot of money. What's uh, the guy that wrote uh, Child Arrived just the other day? That guy. Big money just singing songs. That's illogical. What do we do with our conspiracy right now? Well, the conspiracy is that I don't buy the conspiracy. I mean, I'm not supposed to do that on Friday. I, 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 I think that I think that that woman is dating Kelsey because he's a man. She's enjoying him, and she's enjoying seeing her boyfriend succeed. That's uh, anybody that's been married or dated somebody loves to see their significant other do well. That's all I think this is, and I do think it would be stupid for the cameras not to ever now and then show her celebrate when he scores a touchdown or something. Yeah, I, I as much as I don't like her and her business, I understand that that this. I mean, 
But the only thing that I will go give you, Glenn, those tweets. Yeah. That doesn't fit. Her managers probably were. Hmm. And who? You think about like you think about that. Everybody does that during campaign time. It's not like she's the only celebrity that's ever jumped in and said, "Vote now." She just I, like. Uh, yeah, but these were like, more than that. Like that, huh? If you don't, if, if what is it like? BLM will shoot you or something. What was it? Uh, you know, you're gonna take me a minute here. But I, I, I don't know. You know what well, my point is? Is that that? Um, I just think that. Well, here, here's one on 2020, August 15th. Uh, Donald Trump's ineffective leadership gravely worsened the crisis that we're in, and he is now taking advantage of it to subvert and destroy our right to vote and vote safely. Request a ballot early. Vote early. Uh, yeah, now if she becomes there's that's one of the things that Barbara Streisand did. She went too far with her left wing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I will say this: I would turn on Linda Ronstadt. She she was anti nuke, okay, but she didn't go out and protest and whatnot. She just made her. They, there were a lot of people that mistook the dangers of of um, nuclear energy at the time. But she pretty much kept her mouth shut about politics, and she's saying you know, she dated that liberal guy, but she did bring it to her music. Well, Barbara Streisand did, so she crossed the line where I would even, I would, I was turned her off. If Taylor Swift does go obnoxiously left, if she lets it mix in with her music, if she does like the uh, Dixie Tip Chicks did and say it on the stage, then I'll turn on her. As long as she's just liberal, that's her business. I don't like comedy. I I, I, entire career, though, like she's made hints of being liberal, but obviously during like election periods, all of them get together and they just kind of post a little bit of something about this is who I'm voting for and why. And um, do they post this? She is extremely silent about it, like pretty dang silent. Well, do they post things like this after stoking the fires of? white supremacy and racism your entire presidency you have the nerve to feign moral superiority before threatening violence when the looting starts the shooting starts we will vote you out in november that's one that, that doesn't sound like she would write that that doesn't sound poetic sir she's probably drunk Look, you might be able to pull that off drunk. I don't think she could. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to do is give her some credit for for being good at what she's doing. I'll, I'll say this again. Then there will be a new, another one after her. But the thing about female stars, there is a shelf life. And when she goes, we'll see how she does. That's the new one. What's that? Olivia Rodrigo is the new one. Oh, oh my goodness. I, I think I accidentally came across, I was looking for a Carly Simon singing, uh, You're So Vain. Mm-hmm. And I think I came across her. Oh, please tell me no. She's a little brunette girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh. See, nobody even has to tell me. I looked at her and I went, oh, no talent. <laughs> she also writes her own music. Well, she's, um, she's cute as bugs here. I'm going to go ahead means. and say, I can't get behind just knowing Taylor Swift's history for whatever reason. I don't know. Like I just went down a rabbit hole for a couple of weeks on all of this at one point in my life, and just knowing her history, her dating, her 
or diddling with the uh, like a little bit of politics. I'm not surprised that she's posting like that. I don't think the masters really have as big of an effect on her as we think that like it is as people I guess are acting like it is. And um, I'm not surprised that she's dating an athlete who's a little bit you know like of a goofball. Why is everybody backing into these spots? I'm no, sorry. no, that's been something I've thought about What's a long that? time. She's back in, she's going into a parking lot and everybody's they're backing in and it's backing <laughs> in, but they all do it very bad. I've always backed in, but I'm gonna stop it. She's doing it. Does she drive? Huh? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about I'm Sarah's car right doing now. it. She's in a car. Oh, I thought the Taylor Swift was getting that money. I was watching somebody very stupidly try to back into your parking lot. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't I, understand. I don't, Everybody in the truck does it too, and I yeah, don't we, understand why. Here's, here's what I get, and I, I agree with Glenn, and I don't agree with Glenn. I do agree that if there's no one behind you, it's fine to do. But it's rude if you're doing it with somebody behind you. Pull in. Yeah. You know? But anyway, all right. Well, back back to it. I, I, I appreciate it. I I, it, I will say this: that it affects her some, Sarah. It affects her some because she's having to alter the way she's doing business. And and I will say this too: that that bunch of people are probably the same bunch of people. I don't know this, but it's probably the same bunch of people who tried to bribe Carrie Lake. That these people are extremely persuasive, not just with money, but with persuasion, with all kinds of things. Where I'm going to. Tell that this thing fails is this. I can't tell you the last time a CIA op worked. That's what I was saying. I was saying the same thing. Yes. Or do we like, only know about the failures? That was like, yeah, that, that could like be. The thing where it's like he was able to pull it off, but I don't think the CIA could do it. And that probably pissed off the CIA because they were like actually trying to do what Jim Jones did, which is invoke a mass suicide. Um, anyway, I do have to go. Yeah, we gotta go. It's, it's been okay. over the time. You know, I don't know if you want to know it, Sarah, but there's just one thing that you missed on this whole thing. Yeah. That, go ahead. You missed uh, PJ's coffee, and that's why that parking caused you so much strain. <laughs> because of PJ's. If they've if they're leaving, they're not blocking traffic. I tell you that because they don't really want to leave. Because you have <laughs> delicious coffee, wonderful pastries, breakfast and lunch sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, uh, of course, Zap chips, Mardi Gras flavor right now. I don't know what that is, but I, I want to try it. And of course, all natural Red Bull in a wonderful environment in the PJs in Hawthorne. Come back Monday for Legal Monday with Victoria. I have got to tell you that we're going to be talking about the, the fence in South Texas in e near the Eagle Pass. Uh, I think you'll be surprised that when you get – it was very difficult to find the litigation in this thing. We did find it with diligence, and I think you'll be surprised as why the ruling was made the way it was made. Yes. I was surprised personally. So look forward to seeing you guys. Listen, appreciate the listeners, and I definitely appreciate the people who contribute. We're on X Twitter now as what? We're uh, the – Real James? It's – no, it's called the T – TJP, the real James. There he is. Okay, funny. Perfect. Well, wow. go to it to look us up, Sarah. Have fun in New Orleans. Yes. yes. So I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. -bye.